Welcome to Pro Bull Talk, where it's all talk and no bull. Get ready to slide and ride. This episode is brought to you by Sutherland Logistics. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pro Bull Talk. Today, as like normal, we got Brandon, we got Blake, and we got Briar here today. Uh I finally talked my good old buddy into coming on. He's a guest today. I, I met him way, way back, in, and I'm probably going to tattle on her age, but I was probably eight years old, which is – I'm not even going to go there. But we, 40, <laughs> way back at San Antonio uh, <laughs> Fat Stock Show, um, a good friend of mine, great bull rider, and even better stock contractor, and one of the very few true bull men of the sport, Mr. J.D. Nix. J.D., glad you on, buddy. Well, thank you for having me. You don't have to talk me up so good, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I, that's why I love him. He's pretty just low key. But you remember back in old BFI days down there when your daddy did the, the steer riding at San Antonio? I think that's the first time we ever met. I I think so. Yeah, and we, me and you and your brother and yeah. several of us that were that caliber got on way younger than we were supposed to. Yeah, they yeah. snuck us in and. We had stuff that bucked down there, and is is good. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that was back yeah. in the, that was back eighty, eighty five, eighty six, eighty yeah, eighty six yeah. somewhere in there, I think. Because uh, we had met, uh, we'd we'd already went we went to Lane School, so we kind of got to know him a little bit, and we happened to see him down there one time, and uh, he was out, and somebody had stole his bilfo, and all he wanted was a hundred bucks, and he had an extra pair of shaps. And uh, my dad and J.W. bought them them uh, maroon shaps that Lane had and gave him a $100 bill so he could get to the next rodeo. And uh, <laughs> that's the first place I ever met Leon Coffee too. So, But I met yeah. I met J.D. Yeah. and his dad and them, and they, they always put on – it was sponsored by the – what was BFI Dumpsters or something? Yeah, and H-E-B was there at one time, and BFI, and they had – it was a good deal for the kids. It sure know, was. I say for the kids, for us, because – I think what it paid five hundred to win it, and we were ten years old. Yeah, yeah, two fifty to win second or something. I I was didn't they give away uh, they give away scholarships too? You win five hundred and like yeah. a five thousand dollars scholarship or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good deal. We thought there'd never be never be another broke day. <laughs> Funny, I said that earlier. Yeah, you, you can tell yeah. me and him come up in the same era there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I tell you, I tell you what, I I really appreciated uh, what Daddy used to do is is uh, and I don't know if you know this, but but uh, we'd go through them steers and 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 that was that was a blast for me because he'd buy everybody's roping steers there around the house and and we'd we'd buck them all there in a couple of days, get on twelve to eighteen a day till we went through all of them and and he'd mark them, and so the way that worked is he made us win he didn't let us win but he would take you know because if you remember right there's a bunch of kids that ain't ever been on before either. yeah yeah well he'd put he'd put them steers that didn't buck in for them and make us draw uh the ones that buck to get guys like you know us that sure rode you know and uh i remember he dusted my ass one time there <laughs> on probably one of the rankest animals i ever got on there <laughs> But that was just part of it, yeah. Know? And uh, and then when we did ride one, we won. But we had to we had to be cowboys, you know. Yeah. And then them kids that didn't know nothing got a chance too, you know. So it 
made it fair for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And we was talking, me and you was talking a little bit last night about how your dad would, would make you get on and, and, and load a long line of them and, and you, you had to get on till you, till you got one road and you'd look back there and there'd be 10 or 15 in that alley and you're just shaking your head, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he'd fear you back in riding good pretty quick. But yeah. For sure. He put on a bunch it, of rodeos it, back in them days, didn't he? Boy, we had, uh, we had the biggest junior rodeos, you know, down here. For a lot of years and it was yeah, it was really good uh we talked about that the other day we was at a weekly rodeo here and some of the people our age we were talking about way back then in the junior rodeos and we rodeoed in the mud we rodeoed in 115 degree weather and we rodeoed from daylight till the next time the sun come back up yeah and uh we didn't sleep much but we had a lot of fun <laughs> you <bet>. learned a lot <laughs> yeah Learned a lot, and I, I just I, I remember that back in them days. And then we kind of got uh, you remember you remember a bull riding a, a used bull riding. I think your dad put on it might have been in Belton or Huntsville or something. It was one of the bigger youth bull ridings, and uh, I remember I can't remember if it was in Belton or where uh, we had showed up. Mom and Dad drove me and JW down there to it, and it was big. I remember seeing you there. And uh, Noose Cook showed up. Oh, Noose. Yep. And, yep. and he was entered. And he's walking huh. around there with a damn full beard, and we're like, this guy's entered? <laughs> it's supposed to be 18 and under, and this guy's got a full beard, and, I mean, a chest of hair. I mean, had the all hamburger meat all hanging out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to remember where, when that was. There's Well, we did lots of good good deals back then yeah. you know it was sad it was sad to hear we speaking of news it was sad to hear his passing uh yeah I, I hated ago. to hear that he's good yeah guy. he was he was sure enough a character yeah. but uh uh enter, entertaining to say the least <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure uh so how did you you i mean obviously you grew up rodeo family and i know the story but people out here don't you uh Kind of had tell them how you kind of got into the riding and and going from there into the stock contracting side of it. Uh, well, you know, my dad is funny. My dad's uh, my grandpa was a, a home builder, and uh, daddy started sneaking off, getting on steers when he's twelve or thirteen, fourteen years old, and, and uh, my grandpa died when he was fourteen. And, and uh, he moved in with some people on a ranch and learned to break horses and was riding bulls and rodeoing. He went to work for the Steiners for his old with. So when I was born, we, we weren't home builders no more. And he put me on calves when I was about three. And I started rodeoing when I was about five. And, you know, it's just we, we ain't never stopped. <laughs> right. Uh, it was just a thing to yeah. do every morning. You had to get up and go yeah. to it. <laughs> That's it. And I, I tell people, they, uh, I, I tell people all the time, if I was 18, 19 years old, like Dave Sampson or something, go start riding bulls, you're out of your mind. Yeah. But, but hell, I didn't know no different, you know. Yeah. I thought that was what we were supposed to do. I didn't, you know. Well, by the time you got supposed to ride bulls. Yeah, by the time you got old enough to know better, you was already too good at it to quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too late. And uh, hell, hell, I'd listen to all the stories, and I, you know, Daddy was still rodeoing, so I got to be around the 
the big dogs, you know, Butch and all them guys. And shit, I thought being a cowboy was. That was a take. You know, that was that was a high life, you know. Yeah. Hell was being a doctor or something. Yeah. You know, cowboys are rich and we're, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cowboy cool. Somebody should yeah, somebody should have told me it's a little different about that, but that's all right. I got yeah. better stories. And, what's that? What's that song? Showman's life. They told me all about them, honey, and yeah. they told me all about the girls, but they didn't tell me all about this or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they 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 didn't they didn't tell us the that's, bruises and the bumps and the bangs and everything. Exactly, but but shit, I wouldn't take it you know i wouldn't i wouldn't do it no other way i wouldn't either you know? so what caused you to quit you rode for a lot of years and then <clears throat> well i i was there in my mid-20s or later 20s i guess and uh i my hands started hurting really really bad and i it got to where i was i mean i couldn't hold on my rope and and i didn't have no strength and i, I went to see tandy and and uh, come to find out, I'd broke my wrist and my hand at some point in time, which when I thought back of it, I'd know exactly when I did it. It was on one of Daddy's bulls at a rodeo. I was the first guy to ride that bull, and I'll, I'll never forget when I got off, my hand hurt like hell. You know, sure, big old-school Charlay yanking. Oh, you know, yeah, big stout suckers. Jack you up on your mm -hmm. hand, you know, and, and – uh, but I, and I, I just remembered that had to be it because my hand and my wrist hurt for a month. Well, you didn't go to the doctor back then. No. You know, you didn't, didn't do all that shit. She put some tape on it and kept riding. And, uh, but anyway, he, he told me I, I broke it and, and I had bone spurs growing in there that was causing all the pain in my tendons. And so he said, I can give you a shot and you can ride till you can't stand it no more. And, but you got to have to have surgery, but you can't screw it up no more, you know. So I did until I couldn't take it no more, and I went and got it fixed. When I come back, uh, there was no place to practice around here. Well, around close. So I'd had some I'd had some kids that, that I'd been in my clinics that were trying to rodeo a little bit, and uh, we all used to go to the same place. And, you know, like I said, that wasn't there, and, and I called Cody Haynes and I said, hey, I need some bulls to get on. He said, well, come up here and get them. Well, in between me and going and getting about three bulls to get on for me, I had a little old place to put them where we could buck them. And uh, I went talk to them other kids. I said, well, if y'all help me pay the feed, I can get however many y'all want because Cody will let me have however many I want. So so we got a trailer load down here and, and uh, started bucking bulls a couple of times a week over at that place. And and uh, I had a lady from Bandera come over and said, hey, I'd like you to bring these bulls over to uh, it's kind of a convention deal over there and ask me what I'd charge her. And I think it's like $200 <laughs> is, is what we're going to make, you know. And uh, Big money. That was, it was big money. A lot of money. I didn't even have a trailer. I mean, I didn't have a trailer or nothing. I wasn't trying to be in a bull business. I still want a rodeo. So I went and done that. And she asked me to come to another one. So I bought the trailer and went and done that one. And this is March or something. And those those summer deals over there started, you know, right there at the end of school. And she said, would you like to come for the summer? I said, well, if I can find somebody to loan me a trailer, I guess <laughs> I will. And, and four is over with. I mean, just I kept 
you know, because people that knew me that put on bull ridings and they knew I had some bulls and they were good and they just kept calling and calling and for and four is over with. I was busier putting on hauling bulls than I was riding bulls and just kind of went yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's, you know, and that's funny you talk about the injury. You know, <laughs> hey, we get a lot of guys on here and, and I always ask them. So how did you know your when your career ended? And it's it's I. I I guess Justin McBride might be the only one that quit without an injury forcing him out that I know of. Right. Everybody that was an injury or something that caused them to get out. It wasn't because they got tired of riding bulls because I think once you're in it and you're on it and you're about it, you're just hooked. It's just something in it. You can't get enough of it. It's 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 a natural drug. It's the adrenaline, the, the love of the sport <clears throat> and – Everybody gets that. That's how. They, so all you young bull riders out there, Briar, chances are the thing that's going to push you out of riding bulls or make you stop is going to be an injury. What injury that exactly. is, we have no idea what that yeah. is, and it's up to you young guys to roll the dice, see where that's at, because not everybody can be a Justin McBride or or somebody and, and go win a couple million dollars or five million dollars in their career or whatever, and 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 step away from the sport. On, at the top of their game, he was at the top of his game, and uh, and get away. I think he, I, at, the, at the time, I thought he was. And JD, you can kick in on this. At the time, because you was hauling bulls and stuff to the PBR, then, mm-hmm. uh, I thought he was crazy. I thought he had left. How much money do you think he left on the table? I mean, he he just well, like walked away from. I mean, because I think he had a couple other goats. At least two more gold buckles in him. Possibly, he left two million dollars or more on left on the table and just walked away. I I think so too. And I mean, but he's probably one of the smartest guys I know. That, that's what I was. That's what I was getting at. I was like, you know, at the time I thought he was crazy leaving that kind of money there. But mm-hmm. to be able to walk away yeah. with your health and be healthy and then yeah. roll right into his broadcasting and everything that he's doing now, I, hey, my hat's off to him. That's. Uh, that was probably the smartest business move I might have ever seen in the PBR or in, in rodeo period, mm-hmm. really. Right. Well, and, and that's me, you know, uh, I still rodeo some and it is funny. They used to give me a hard time because, you know, back then most of our stuff was just during the summer. So come fall, I'd go nuts. Cause I wasn't at a rodeo somewhere. Yeah. Well, hell I started entering again, you know, and, and, uh, I just got to where, I wasn't confident in my hand at all, and I could go win a little money, but I couldn't rodeo, you know, to go win a world championship, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so the, as the years went on, it just kind of, you know, we got busier with bucking bulls, and yeah. And so good, kind of the good Lord took care of me and <laughs> pushed me where I yeah. should, needed to be, you know? Yeah. And quit, took, you know, but, but if, I mean, like I said, Justin's smart, and he's strong because – if I thought I could, I'd go right out here in the backyard and get on one right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I miss it terribly and love it. Yeah, all day long. I do too. And it, I put on a few bull riding schools every now and then, and and kids always try to get me to get on one. And every now and then, I'll, I, I think the last time I got on one, I think I broke my tailbone and I got off on my feet. That's how <laughs> old I am and brittle, so I know better not to not yeah. to do that no more. So. 
Um, yeah, Cody Custer, Cody Custer wears me out because I see him do it all the time. But hell, he still looks like he did when we were twenty. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, his wife must not be able to cook very good because mine can cook and biscuits and gravy stick to my belly now. <laughs> that don't stick well, to your ribs, gravy. Uh, me, 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 and you, like they said, we got 30, 40 pounds, and never, ain't never seen a bucket bull. You ain't a kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, real quick, and uh, before we get started into this, and we'll we'll uh, give a break and talk to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Dennis Davis Bucking Bulls, Lori Crane, Sutherland Logistics, Blake Skaggs Bucking Bulls, Crenton Stitch Company. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing, you know, Cody Custer. Some of them guys still got that Ohio metabolism. You know, when I got hurt, <laughs> it's definitely something. And uh, it probably had a lot to do with my wife's cooking, too. But my my metabolism just slowed down. I got hurt after I won the world. I got hurt in 2000 and was down pretty much till <laughs> like, 03. So, three years there, I was – I only rode, like, I think the longest stretch of period I stayed healthy was, like, six months. And then I'd get hurt again and be down for three or four months. And I'm pretty sure my metabolism packed its bags and said, see you, buddy, I'm out of here. And it didn't matter. And I tried working out some and getting back, and that was just – that was never for me. I guess I, I thought I was booby miles and this shit was God-given. And, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you how bad wrong was I. So to look back on 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 that, I wish – that that's my only thing that I wish I could go back and change is – I wished I had more of a workout regimen before I won the world title. Have that already ingrained to where I was already used to it. So when I got hurt or whatever, and it would have been easier to work out instead of when I just had to work out. Because when you, I'm the type of person, if you tell me I have to do something, I'm going to tell you, no, I do not. I, I, <laughs> I am, don't, I don't do well with, uh, you know, superior acting people or authority figures i don't do that i tend to push back quite a bit but so when they tell me you need to work out i'm like no hell no i'll be all right i'll I'll work out outside (laughs) i'll work outside but that didn't work out very well that's the bad part for me you know when i was in when we had all the junior rodeos we're and of course i roped and everything and and we was always tying down calves and feeding and shoot i was in really good shape just because of what we did you know mm-hmm. well then i then i went to rodeo on and i had to work out i did some and i but i couldn't do like these guys do now i mean Mm-mm. and i remember i was about 38 and i man there's these bull rides around here they's just giving away money right and left and i wanted it so bad i started trying to get in shape and i quit drinking beer i was jogging jd it took me three months and and I was still needing to lose 10 pounds, but I was, you know, starting to ride, you know, get kind of getting my stuff back. And and uh, I pulled my groin a little old bull riding, and like in two weeks, I gained 10 pounds back. It's like, man, this is too much work. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love the riding, but that getting in shape part just that's for the birds you know and i honestly still think if i could if if i could snap my fingers and get back to my fighting weight and i think i could still be competitive but it's the getting mm-hmm. back in shape part that would cripple me because i oh, it, it just it's terrible yeah i tried it i thought about it at one time it was like in 2010 
2011, somewhere in there, I was going to get back in shape. I got it in my mind. It's like, look, you're going to work out. You're going to get your butt in shape. You're going to do everything. I see these Brazilians and everybody else doing it. I worked out for about two weeks, and I'm going to tell you one damn thing. I was more crippled from working out than I would ever been just getting on damn bulls. Yep. Just all, yep. And I guess it was all them old injuries maybe coming back and flaring back up, and my ankles are swelling up, my knees are – as big as a damn house, my back is killing me. Them slip discs are firing off and telling me all about it, and the shoulders and the biceps. And I'm like, I, I, this ain't where I just, you know, I'm gonna go get a job. <laughs> just leave, <laughs> just just leave it alone. Round's a shape. Round's a shape. It'll yeah, round is a shape. I figured exactly. you would come back uh, with that. Actually, yeah. I figured Blake would have said that. Not well, you, I, I did whoop on the mechanical bulls, so yeah, you wouldn't shall, get on. Yeah, so. no, I will not. I learned my lesson. Yeah. I promise you, my riding days are over. I like, I just like see. I mean, Brandon, he, I like to see him get on though. Oh, always, you're in. I'm not scared. All right. Oh All right. boy. Challenge Here we go. accepted. Well, this, okay. Challenge <laughs> that accepted. Quickly. So you you was hauling bulls around and and you got to go to Bandera and do the summer series and and do all this stuff and I know you had a pretty successful run with PBR at at the Cowboys Dance Hall in San Antonio. I know our buddy Bo Davis. Uh, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he had you in the back pens and then bringing bulls at the same time. Or and uh, yes, you know, sir. Bo's a good guy to get in with. Uh, he's a he's he's one of the coolest dudes ever, I think. And uh, but you got to kind of got in with him, and that, didn't that get that help get you to start into the PBR? Really? Yeah, it it did, and you know, I started helping him, and which you know, a lot of people don't. Ain't figured out how did you do that? How you get in with Bo Davis? I said, well, Bo Davis used to fight bulls for daddy, so, <laughs> and he he's he's not my blood brother, but he's my big brother. Yeah, and uh, we started, you know, and I was having some bull riding, so we just started going to each other's stuff, and he had more and more over there, and he needed somebody that knew how to get bulls loaded right, and so that's that's still my job today with yeah. him. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, I just come home from Oklahoma City, and Ted had to go to a rodeo. So, you know, Bo called me to, to do it. And, yeah. And, uh, and and yeah, it's helped get bulls in bigger places. And, and something we've always tried to do here is have the best bulls we could possibly have, you know. And yeah. So that the bulls kind of carried themselves, you know. Yeah. And, and kind of like Lam- Lambert always says, the bulls get you here, not you. Well, that's – long as it's something <laughs> yeah long long as there's a road map to get there i can get there yeah. yeah this episode is brought to you by sutherland logistics all right hey so you loaded a lot of bulls in a lot of places and back from when you first started loading bulls at rodeos and and, and sorting them back pens and stuff how's it got hey it was i'm sure it was a lot different and a lot more controlled at, at oklahoma city from where it started uh, I tell you what, it's it's a a whole lot bigger process today. You know, back when we was putting on rodeos, I mean, we had a pen of bulls, and very seldom, Daddy did have one bull that would just kill anything that you had to keep separate. But he just stood over there with the calves or the bronx or <laughs> yeah. whatever, you know. But you loaded bulls, and and um, every now and then we load them in order for production or you know the short round or. You know, and at the pro rodeos, when we went with Vela, we'd ro- load them in order, you know, to buck them. But, but still, it was all one pen of bulls. You know, there yeah. wasn't, wasn't 18 
20 contractors and <laughs> yeah you know 50 singles and you know two that will go together out of yeah. 60 bulls and so it's it's really you know now them buildings they they've got more pins now than they had back when you were rodeoing yeah or going to the pbrs because there's more contractors but yeah but because of that there's no room so you got to load them on a truck yeah. in order so that you can unload them and put them in the right pin to get to them in order during the purpose yeah from bullhousing from bullhousing to the arena and then from to the from arena. the arena back to the bullhousing there's a lot more logistics exactly. involved yeah there's a whole bunch and that's and that's the whole and it's just you know the whole sport has evolved so much you know from where like a, i've taken some of them older guys with me that to them you know built four tufts or whatever they are utbs now and and they look at all the equipment and there's <laughs> crap everywhere you know and and i and they said man that's a lot of stuff i said yeah i remember when we used to just buck bulls you know? <laughs> yeah no and kidding I, you used to just be a buck bulls didn't have to have all yeah. that stuff and if you wanted to drag the yeah, arena but, you normally had to go over there and jump the tractor off and hook the drag up yourself <laughs> now you got skid steers out there with precise teeth right. and dragging the arena to a certain depth and smoothing it out and yeah yeah but but it's just like uh it's funny uh and lester meyer uh you know puts on them open rodeos around here still and that's where i started going to junior rodeos and, and uh one time i seen him in town he said and we was talking about feeding bulls well he's still old school there they're turned out and if it's raining they're big and fat if it's not raining they're just getting by you know <laughs> he says and he says well i don't know how i don't understand how y'all pay to feed them bulls every day i said well lester i'm i'm trying to get 500 to a thousand dollar an out and sell a fifty thousand dollar bull not get twenty dollars an out for a sale bar bull, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah and it, it and that's that sure changed when when daddy had bulls i mean they stayed in the pasture and when they're up in the pen they got cubes and hay yeah and, it, it's, and and they bucked you know and they were tough but we're talking a lot more dollars now so yeah lots of things are different yeah and, you, and most of the trailers have improved too because back in the day i remember you know ratty ass trailers with holes in the floor and you just throw some plywood down and roll <laughs> on to the next one and now you got yeah. hundred thousand dollar aluminum trailers and semis and yeah. pots with air ride cushions and everything and on cut there forever just, bull yeah oh, cut forever that. bull and yeah it's wow I, I, i'm still a little old school though i i'll have a single but here and there but they better be good the rest of them are going to get along <laughs> yeah i'm still old school you still that. you know there's still old mentality just put them in the big arena and let them fight yeah. it out they'll figure it out yeah that's it well of course you know it's like i tell people they call me want to bring bulls and i said well they if if you need one more more than one one or two pins we can't we ain't got room because we still do you know go to them places where there it's an old rodeo arena and there ain't them pins yeah you know? Yeah, they still got to pin together. Yeah, the 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 like to some of the term pros and some of the open stuff or whatever you do still mm -hmm. ain't got small pins. It's not all. You don't just go to the big show. There's a lot no, of miles no. between where you start and where you wind up at the big show. And and I'm you know real fortunate that fortunate because of that because I get hired a lot of places just because I can either run the front or the back and and I got good bulls and I don't need a lot of pins and. It's pretty yeah. simple and easy. I believe I've seen you at one of them team deals. You shoot bossing up there. You done moved up, seen you in a sports coat. Yep. There. Man, you look pretty good well, all dressed up. 
<laughs> yeah, they got me. They got me ramrodding them velocity tours over there on the double ups during yeah. the winter. So that's good. I, I, I didn't almost, I almost didn't recognize you the first time you did that on TV. You had a sports jacket on. I was looking for the blue jean shirt, man. <laughs> well, we, we trying to look good on TV and look fresh. And yeah. yeah. Well, ain't nothing wrong with blue jean shirt. I promise you, but I, I, I've never seen JD and nothing other but a blue jean shirt. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. I get a hard time about that. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. so, Bo don't give you no trouble about that though, does he? Bo gives me trouble about yep about that along with lots of stuff. He picks on me pretty hard, but, but I pick back. Yeah, yeah, you two are y'all are brothers. I promise, <laughs> brothers <laughs> from another mother. That's it. But that's the thing, For you sure. know, old rodeo guys. They go back and you know, like you know, like me and you, we we went to a lot of road, the same rodeos and new stuff that you know, like your dad put on and stuff over the years. But uh, then we lost track and whatever. But you know. The friendships you make in rodeos is it doesn't matter if you meet somebody one time and don't see them for 10 years or or whatever it, it's still there that's that's what i love about rodeo and, and camaraderie with the guys yes sir i mean i tell people that all the time you know i i i don't think i would ever be homeless unless i just you know <laughs> got off in the dope or something but yeah i can go i can go anywhere in this country and have a place to stay Hell, Australia, Brazil—it doesn't matter. All I gotta do yeah. is make one phone call, and I'll have a place to stay. Yeah, and something to eat. That's the great thing about rodeo, man. It's all—it's all one big family, really. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, good, good people, and do you know do anything for you? And, yeah. Uh, Blue, me and Blue Bryant rodeo together, and looks like some of them old rodeo injuries are showing up on you there you can't get comfortable can't sit still you all squirming <laughs> you like me i, I got a yep. bad back myself yep yep i'll <laughs> sit and still ain't good for very long <laughs> <laughs> so how many did you get to take to oklahoma city i just took four up there four but yeah which i wasn't supposed to take more than that and Oklahoma City, you know, that's the central. That hub, is so that, that is bull country. Far, you know, four four for anybody, and I don't care who it is, or the big guys or small guys or whatever. Four mm-hmm. bulls to take, be able to take to a, a premier event in bull country in Oklahoma City is that's saying something. You got a pretty stacked trailer. Yes, sir. I mean, well, we're we're trying, uh, you know, we're trying to find some better ones all the time. We'll we'll pop up with some more for so well. I bet. We we yes sir. How many bulls you got at your place right now? That well, right now here at the house I've got twenty two or three and some calves and and uh I've got I've got about fifteen standing in the feedlot over there. Now you don't just take bulls to you know, handle big bulls. You still do some A B B I stuff and uh, do you do any fraternities? Yeah. I know you do some classics or derbies, I think, don't you? Yeah, we do a few, but we, you know, we're we're sure enough, uh, if we can't win, we don't leave the house. And we've had some nice calves through the years, but just we're we're still looking for that stinger, you know. That that, and, that uh, one. But, yeah, that one. But we, we go to a handful of them, but if, if they ain't going to, it's so dang tough right now and mm. so much money. You know, if they sure ain't gonna place, we just wait on them till they're big enough to put a rider on. Yeah, you know? I'm telling. But, but we're we're still going through a lot of them calves, and and we've got in a little more on taking in them babies and and you know trying to see if we can't make something of them yeah. as a maturity calf. 
Boy, it's tough in that fraternity game. If they ain't doing cartwheels right there and, and be 90 every time, you just ain't going to win no money. Exactly. Exactly. It's uh, Well, and I've seen uh, – I rode with Bryce to Oklahoma City, and when we come back to his house, Crease had come home from Duncan, and he couldn't believe that in the yearling class up there this week, there was only like two 90-point bulls. And, and – and I think they went fifth and was eighty nine something. What, and, was that because everybody that's was kind of unreal? Was that because everybody they didn't want to enter? They wanted to go watch Oklahoma City, probably. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know something. <laughs> wow, that would have been the one to enter. But I don't even have a calf to do eighty nine. I might have one. Yeah. Well, I, I like that eighty six and eighty that eighty five and eighty seven slide. That was more my speed of calf right there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you the bad part. That's the dang hard, though. Uh, it's funny. I bought a bought a calf from a guy. He called me, a buddy of mine, said, hey, do you want this damn calf? And I get a bunch of those because, you know, what? that's what we do is break them here, you know. And mm-hmm. He said, I got this calf, and he really tries to buck, but he's tearing up everything here, and he fights a shoot. And, and he was just a coming two-year-old at the time. And I said, I said well, he's, he was cheap enough. I said, sure. <laughs> and he's – Pays, I mean, really bred good, you know, back to pages stuff and 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 bucks. And I mainly seen the videos. I mainly seen seen him being a big bull. Yeah. And and you know that I could make money on. So we buy him and get him home. And and uh, I mean, he he's he was mean and just pain and trying to go through fences and tear up shit. <laughs> and uh, we got him where you kind of handle him and and. Uh, so the first one of those TBBA deals we took him to, we entered him in the 87 slide or whatever they call it because here at the house, he's a 21 and a quarter bull, yeah. point bull. I mean, every trip, that's all he was, just a jam-up good bull. Well, I, old Billy Saunders and them was working up there, and I said, hey, whatever y'all do, y'all keep this bull with them other calves as long as you can. And the only reason we were entering him is because it was, you know, pretty reasonable to do it and trying to break him because I was never going to break him if I didn't take him to town. Yeah, absolutely. And I said, and I said, I'm telling you, do not separate this calf till you got to. Well, they did, and they said, damn, we should have listened to you. I said, well, you know, <laughs> I was trying to help y'all. That's all <laughs> I can say. But I'll be, I'll be damn if uh, we didn't buck that calf and, and we didn't win no money in 87 because he's like a 22-point bull that day. <laughs> and, and, and then we ended up winning – Went and uh, placing at several of them deals in the regular fraternity because they was marking my twenty two every week. That gum. <laughs> Shit, I just need to bring him to town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buck, buck better. Yeah, you know and that's funny too. There's a lot of bulls that that know they get, I guess, uh, burn out or homesick, whatever. They they don't mm-hmm. really, you know, they get tired of one arena and or sire yeah. of one arena, and they just don't really buck a whole lot. But you put them on that truck, pour some diesel smoke in them. Get them down there and, and uh, run them in there with the lights and the music and everything, and it brings their adrenaline up too, and they buck better, they perform better sometimes, and sometimes it goes the other way too. But yeah, sometimes you know, but it that's what I miss about that bar. You know, when we had cowboys over there, it was so yeah. loud in there and tight, and you'd sure tell one that wanted to do better in the lights, and yeah, and you'd sure find the ones that couldn't take it real quick because that was. I mean, it was it was hard on a bull, yeah. And it either pumped them up or ruined them right off the bat. Yeah. There was no, 
you know, you didn't need a second trip to see it. You know, what happened to that deal? I, I never heard what happened to that deal. I know it was good for several years. I know, and then it just disappeared. Yeah. Did the bar sell well, or something? Or what I kind of understood is is there was too many chiefs there oh. arguing over who wanted a band and who wanted a bull riding. I got you. And then, of course, it was costing money, you know, and, and me and Bo tried to get some sponsors for them and the whole deal, and they just they just said, you know what, this is too much, and it's just as it's, it. They took the, quit. Did they take the arena out of it, or is it still there? No, they took it out. I went and got a bunch of it. It's hanging up here at my house, a whole lot of it. <laughs> and uh, they scrapped the rest of it. I'll be dang. I went yeah. down there and rode a couple kinda, times. That's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, it was a sad day for me because uh, I was one of the first guys getting on there and and last guy to buck bulls there. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good deal. And that was a good spot for them young guys because, I mean, you that was really centralized for that South Texas region because you get all them guys, you know, the mm-hmm. from Houston and, and, of course, San Antonio, Austin, even guys from Fort Worth and everybody would come down there and go to that thing. Yeah. That thing was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good – it is a good place. And it was – yeah, we had a lot of fun. And a lot of people got on to the – went on to the Cups that come down there and started out down there at uh, at, at Cowboys. Yes, sir. Yep. Sure enough, did. Yep. So what's – Back in the day, too, we buck – I mean, we buck rank bulls there. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I remember seeing some videos that you had down there you'd post on social media, and I'm like, oh, damn. I think it was a white bull. Yeah. Can't remember big, big white bull with horns, and I mean that sucker bucked like hell. I was like, "Holy mm-hmm. shit!" Well, that's that's where we kept, cracked out Prater's Pride. We uh, that went to the finals. We uh, well, even after three sixteen Panatrax, hell, he, at, even when he's going to the finals every year, we bucked him there every every time the trailer left the house, we bucked him there too. <laughs> I mean, every every week back then. Oh, Panda Tracks! I just don't know that I'd like to got on him. He was just a little quick, <laughs> darting, getting it on. Wow, I don't know if he'd have fit my style. That sucker uh-huh. was quick. He, he looked harder. How many times they get him rode? Not very many, I know. I think five, maybe. Yeah, Cooper rode Probably him what a couple times, times didn't he? Cooper rode him twice. Yeah. Uh, Brady Sims, Brady Sims rode him right there at Cowboys one time, right after we come home from the finals. Wow. Uh, uh, Ben Jones rode him in Phoenix for 91 and a half. Yeah. And, uh, I was trying to think who else rode him. There's, there's just like five or six guys, you know, that rode him. Yeah. And, uh, what, and, what? and uh, which funny, funny story on him. When I first took him on, them, them bulls, 311, there was, Wendell did an embryo on them bulls and is, is a cow that come from Aldul's up there and, and uh, and he put them over with Panda that went to the finals. That was a Selborne bull. <laughs> well, there there's three of them bulls, and one of them got crippled. He was just common, but he got crippled and didn't make it. And and then there's three eleven, three sixteen, and and three eleven was really trying to buck, but he couldn't keep his feet underneath him. He'd get flat if they got him rode too far. You know, he tried so hard he couldn't, you know, gather himself. And but uh, three sixteen was just just kind of a whirling spinner and lambert let me bring him to fresno that year and i took that john wayne and yeah and uh all that whole set of bulls that come from wendell and, and prater's pride i had him still 
we'll uh we come back to Albuquerque and of course he cuts the bulls all in half because Albuquerque is kind of like Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. You know, well well when he did he cut the 311 bull and Brendan Clark when that was on the end of his deal and he wasn't riding very good at all at the time and you know he was just having just struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still good but he wasn't Brendan, you know. Yeah. Well uh he rode 316 out there the whistle and uh so when we get to albuquerque i asked cody i said hey did did you make a mistake or you know what was your reasoning just trying to figure out you know what we're doing you know yeah i said you left the best one then bulls off and he said do you think i said well yeah i said brendan almost rode him out there and he ain't been able ever hold on his rope or nothing <laughs> and i said 311 really bucked and he said, oh, shit, Brendan rode him that far? I didn't remember that. And kind of made a joke about it, you know. And and I said, I I don't care. I'm not arguing. I'm just trying to figure out, yeah. you know, so I know, you, you know. Yeah. Well, that night, I can't remember who had him, but just out of the blue, this son gun bucks. I mean, I, I was just like, wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> and, and I mean, he chili whopped somebody, and Lambert just looks up at me and says, I think I knew what I was doing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's one you know, thing. I think so. And and he just he just kept getting better from there, you know. And yeah. and uh, and then the other bull just went the other way, but it uh, he was fun to haul and fun to play. You know, yeah. As long as I wasn't getting on him, like you said. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I'd want to on him. He wouldn't. You know, if they they didn't have the draft when I was getting on, but uh, I don't think I would have reached in there and grabbed him very often if he, if I was in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, JB got on him somewhere one time, and I don't know if y'all have seen that, but he did chili whop him and smoke him, and I mean, hurt him pretty good. That's where he run so him I'd off his rope him. pretty bad, and then slapped him on the ground, and then freight trained him, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, he would run over your ass. Yes, too. he would. And uh, and uh, uh, so every week I'd give him a hard time and say, "You gonna put, you gonna pick that little bull?" <laughs> Hell no, that's something that hurt me. I ain't get on him no more. <laughs> I ain't getting on him ever again. <laughs> of course, I was always trying to get Ben or JB or Cooper or one of them to pick him instead of the Brazilians. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding, because he was pretty small. Dodge him. What did he weigh, 1350 yeah, or something? Barely, soaking wet. Yeah. And and I, and I that bull's funny. He became a single. We were talking about it because he's had such a personality. And he used to be with all the other bulls, but he just got to where he's poor as hell because he would go and eat a bite out of one trough and just, it was like he's sitting there bullshitting with that bull, you know? <laughs> then he'd go to the next trough, take one bite while they're all eating, and he's just bullshitting, you know? <laughs> so I pulled him off by himself, and, and, and I just, I fed that bull everything he would eat. And he wouldn't eat as much as them other bulls would eat. And so he just stayed the way he was. But it worked. It didn't matter. Huh. And, I mean, he had every Brazilian there was. I mean, and he took them all, you know. Yeah, he sure did. And I guess I guess the last time we bucked him, that's when he got rode uh, the only one. He had thrown Joel off before, and Joel had him at the finals the last year and the last trip we bucked him. He's like 84 and a half, and that's probably the worst day that bull ever had. Yeah. But Where's that bull at now? Is he still alive or did he pass? Or? No, he's – buried right out here in my front yard i like we, that he got we had him on cows and he got messed up in his ass in and i had to put him down i'll be dang and uh, about two weeks after linda 
Monson told me that bull was all mine. She said, I'm just, he's yours now. <laughs> and I had to put him down. <laughs> so, oh, <dang. laughs> Did you get any calves but, out of him? Yeah, and and he was not a producer. No. <laughs> no. I I sold uh I think two heifers to one one kid and uh Chris Cooper bought one heifer and we just sold a heifer to a guy that we got some couple of calves that's pretty nice out of just nice calves, but none of his bull calves done anything. Yeah. Now Jerry Beavers bought the three eleven and has had some decent luck with him. Yeah. And which makes no sense because they're embryos, you know, they're full yeah. Full brothers. But I'll be dang. But uh that's crazy. But uh yep, it's yep. Old dice roll we spent two years breeding to him and it didn't pan out too good, but that's part of it. <laughs> What's well, the best bull you're hauling right now? I I think the best bull we got right now is, is uh Moonwalk. Moonwalk. And yeah. then uh that X seventeen Moonwalk and and then uh, Bison that went to the finals this year that we raised, and I guess we're kind of partial for him, but yeah. he's not the rankest bull we've ever had, but he's probably a solid and yeah, got you know got the biggest heart that we've ever seen. No, I hadn't seen anybody really ride Bison. Did they rode him or because he bucked everybody they, off like right around the corner almost? Yeah, they rode him just a couple of times, and uh. You know, and I thought they should have, and then they they rode him, they rode him this week in Oklahoma City, but that guy hung on the side. He's like seventy five points. Really? And they should have marked, they should have marked him a twenty one and a half all day long, as far as I'm concerned. But he hung on, he made, he didn't even make first round. He's hanging on the side. I, I as a young kid, I'd, I'd never seen before, but uh, and I couldn't tell you what his name is right now, but I guarantee you he's gonna be around the stake. Is yellow grill? I mean, you look like. He looked like shit, but most of them guys would have checked out, and he never let go. He's hanging off side upside down, you know. Well, I I, I like the way that bison bucks. He's kind of he kicks out of there, and he's up underneath himself. I seen mm-hmm. him when you took him to Cowtown. I don't know, a couple, two or three weeks ago, I guess, or something. I seen it on TV. I was watching, and man, yep. he's up underneath himself and gets going. And I'm like, well, I like them bulls to come back underneath me. It kind of kept me on my rope. Right. And mm-hmm. He looked like he'd be one. He he'd be one of my would pick out of the draft. I would think. Me, me too. And the only thing that I guess some of them guys aren't liking him, they finally, which I, I know he looked like he hit hard. Mm. Uh, but uh, one of them guys tell me that day, well, it was one of the coaches when they had him for their team, and they said, boy, he hits hard. And all them guys are talking how stout he is. So I guess that's what's carrying him a little more than what yeah. he looks, you know. Yeah. They said, they said he hits like a ton of bricks, you know. So, Some of them bulls do. Which, it looks can be deceiving because he don't look like he hits yep. hard. I mean, it mm-hmm. looks like he hits you know somewhat, yep. Yep. you know, but not as hard as I guess they're trying to make it out or, or say he does. Uh, right. But wow, right. I, I, that would be one of course, them I picked. Of course, I think you know it's different there. I mean, uh, guys ride a little different now, but I, I always liked them bulls. Like I said, that back back underneath themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just that made it easy for me and. Just them guys are riding. They're trying to ride them twenty-three point bulls that, you know, and they're they don't they don't know to push, you know, on them backing mm-hmm. up bulls the way we did. And, yeah, they, and enjoy it. I mean, yeah, that's it's kind of I mean, a free I, ride. You ain't got to chase that front end near as much when they come back they, underneath you. You can just stick your chest out, yeah. and shove them hips, and get around there and mm-hmm. make it happen. Yeah, it, 
kind of always reminds me of remember when Gaffney rode a little yellow jacket mm-hmm. that day he I mean, he, he left the shoot with his chest about to pop out of his bed yeah. and his arm just straight and just nodded like that and never, yeah. never lost that hope. Yeah. Had his old chin on buried up like that right uh, there. Just, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And just, cause that's all you had to do is just be able to push harder than he was. Yeah. 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 You did the you same know. thing on yellow but, one. Well, yeah. 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 He was another one. Yeah. He, he didn't back up as bad as little yellow jacket no, mm-hmm. but same yeah kind of the same, same deal yeah he's principal there yeah 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 he's bigger and stouter though yeah a little more under him yeah i think you put a hole in him though <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> i tried i tried yeah they didn't let me get on him but I, once i seen you put a hole in more than one of them <laughs> <laughs> i can only imagine I don't know, but there's a video out of me getting on one of your bulls at Wimberley one time, and it lasted about three seconds. It wasn't wasn't very cool. I, I keep trying to get them to delete that damn video, <laughs> and it, it's posted oh, on there. Three second Cody Hart, three second oh. ride Wimberley, Texas. I'm like, man, we need to get rid of that. Is one. that Can when we? you tried breaking back out? No, I, I well, it was towards the end of my career, but I was fat and I shouldn't even been entering, but I still thought I had it. I had it here. And I had it here. I just yeah. didn't have it physically wise. But yeah, that made me. I, I felt like about this damn tall. <laughs> hit the ground. Bo built it up. Had the damn now oh, sure to build me uh-huh. up and everything. It was a black. It was a black. Uh, a black white faced muley. And I mean that sucker just yeah, leaped and <laughs> turned out and just turned sideways. And I eat. I eat dirt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what that bull's number was. Big old hard to ride something. Yeah, had springs on his feet and liked to turn sideways, and it wasn't. It didn't pan out for me at all. I was completely disappointed in myself. I always hated them replays like that. Yeah, Uh, I I had one. Uh, one year, one time at Mesquite up there, I had a bull that come from. Well, he come from Andrews over in Bandera first. We bucked him a few times at our rodeos, and then Lester ended up with him. And then he traded him. He was right there with that Dodge Dakota. His Exodus was his name. Exodus. Well, he ends up. Billy James Exodus. wound up with that bull, didn't he? Uh, he might have for his over with. But I just sold a cow that was out of him. I bought that cow that come from Neil Gay because she was out of that bull. And uh, But anyway, I had that bull at Mesquite one weekend, and I'd been riding like shit. And I just decided that day, I'm going to get a hold of this bad son of because he's a big eliminating, you know, dude. And one of them bulls fit me back then and woke me up, I guess, you know. Because yeah. you had to ride, because if not, they's going to knock your mouth off, you know. Yeah. Well, and uh, so I get on him, and my dumb ass, instead of riding like me, I just get mad, and I reached down there and got me a hope when I nodded, and this son of a bitch slapped me right in the forehead and... <laughs> Busts my eye open and blood goes everywhere and knocks me about half out. And of course, it's on TV night, too. So I get out, and, uh, of course, Donnie, he's, you know, he commentated later. He was he was there in person, and he always gave me a hard time. He said, well, you think you got deep enough hope? 
<laughs> yeah, I kissed my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what I did about the time that somebody hit me. I know exactly what I done. You know? Yeah, and uh, but anyway, just you know, one of them deals, just trying too hard, you know, and mm. and then, uh, but man, I'd be doing something. It, it's two years later, and somebody'd come up to me and say, "Damn, JD, you all right?" I said, "Yeah, I think something something wrong." <laughs> well, we seen you. We seen you last weekend get hit in the head and knocked out in Mesquite. I said, that's, that's two two years ago, man. Like, yeah. Tell them to quit replaying it. And, I mean, this happened a lot. I mean, I don't know how many times. And I was like, man, can't you just play one of them some bitches I spurred on up there? Yeah. That's you know? yeah. like the BRO days back then. They, they, them, them things would – you'd have a bull riding in March, and it wouldn't air till the end of April. And if you got wrecked out or whacked out, you, I mean, because I was still going, I was still in high school when I was going to them deals, and everybody would watch them, and uh, they'd watch one where I got wrecked out and would show up back to school on Monday, and they'd be like, damn, I didn't expect you to be here. And I said, yeah, well, that was, that was last month. That happened yeah. last month. <laughs> right. Remember them two days I missed last month? That was <laughs> because that was of that for. one. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> So what what's the future look like for JD Nick's rodeo company? I I think it really looks good. Uh I'm looking forward to next year. We we started doing dealing with Bubba Brown there in Oklahoma, taking some calves from him here a few years ago. And we've really been trying to up our herd here. And we've got a well, a coming three year old that's a half brother to bison that's coming that we really think is going to be a lot of. And I got, uh, we've got about five, which don't look like a lot, but we're not the pages, you know? Yeah. But I got, I got five to seven, three and coming four year olds that are, and, and plus we got some older bulls, you know, at nine fifty five you started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I got a, I got a handful of bulls here. I think we're really going to have a hell of a ten of bulls next year. Yeah. Well, I got uh, Beavers just talked about a three-year-old he's going to send me, and and uh, so it it's looking good. Well, I got I got the here's a million dollar question before we get out of here is who's the better flank man, mm-hmm. you or Nikki? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anymore, probably Nikki because she flanks so many times it makes me nervous. Cause, Hell, I got to try to remember the way we actually flank them. <laughs> <laughs> well, she looks better on the back of the shoots anyway. She, she brings yeah, she, it down. and she looks better, and, and everybody loves the entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she she puts the pressure on me, and so does everybody else, because they'll say, if this bull don't buck, Nikki's going to give you a hard time. <laughs> and and she does give me a hard time. She's I bet she does. She's got a little does. bit of me in her. She will give me a hard time. That's good. I like it. Well, JD, man, I appreciate you coming on. We run again as always. We run a little over, but uh, shoot, no, it's we'll, all right. We'll have to get you back on one time and uh, uh, shoot. Good luck, buddy, and I appreciate you coming on. You bet. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it, and we'll holler at y'all soon. All right, thanks, JD. See you, buddy. Hey guys, if y'all like this episode, go watch us and follow us on all social media platforms and uh, podcast platforms wherever you can find us and uh, give us a like give us a listen and as always we'll see you next time